Hello, working people of Southwest Washington. You're listening to episode 31 of Working to Live in Southwest Washington, produced by the Southwest Washington Central Labor Council and sponsored by Vancouver USA Pride. But more on that in a little bit. We're also a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network with over 150 radio shows and podcasts for working people just like you. Find out more about the network at laborradionetwork.org. I'm Shannon Myers. And I'm Harold Phillips. And before we get started, we always like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Southwest Washington Central Labor Council, its affiliate unions, our guest unions, not even their employers, and not even their rainbow pride flags nobody but themselves the rainbow pride flags are out yes they are because shannon it's june and it's pride month happy pride oh my gosh i love pride month and the reason that i do is because we have amazing people in our community who are lgbtq plus And not only in our community, but in our labor movement. And it is so important for all of us to have that time where we can actually feel good and special about who we are and our individuality. And that is why I love Pride, because everybody comes out gay, straight, queer, doesn't matter. We're all out. We're all happy. And we're dancing under rainbows. So happy Pride. Even though June is Pride Month across the country, here in Southwest Washington, our own local celebration, Vancouver USA Pride, is taking place in July. We've got three members of the Vancouver USA Pride Board of Directors to tell us all about that. Who also, by the way, happen to be union members and delegates to the amazing Southwest Washington Central Labor Council. Well, two of them are absolutely union members, including my sag after sister, Jennifer Lanier. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I am a very, very, very proud member of SAG-AFTRA. I'm also a very proud member of Actors Equity Association. We've also got Dustina Haas-Lanier here with us. Dustina, thanks for joining us. Hi, everybody. I am sad that I'm not in a labor union right at this time. (laughs) I have most of my life been part of unions, but um, in the recent months, I've been working for an organization that does not have a union, nor does my position. I'm chief of staff for Pride Media Incorporated. Well, I'm sure that you are working on that. I am. (laughs) Let's not forget Brian Belial who is not only a union member, he's also chair of the Southwest Washington Central Labor Council's events committee. Thank you so much for being here, Brian. It is great to be here. I am part of IOTSE Local 28, the stagehands union. I'm specialty in wardrobe. I um, actually am doing cats at the Keller Auditorium here in another three hours. You recently joined another union as well, is that right? Yes, I'm part of the American Federation of Government Employees Union through the Veterans Hospital. Now, your event is in July, but before we get into that, I want to take a step back and ask a question that I think a lot of people have on their minds during this month. What is Pride? Why do we celebrate Pride? Um, Pride happens historically in June because that's the month 
when the Stonewall riots occurred up in uh, New York City. That was a night when police officers decided yet again that they would come in and start arresting people. And, and that was a moment when a whole big group of queens and dykes and people who were just tired of being messed with said, that's it, no more, not tonight. And they fought back. That really is how all of us look at the beginning of this movement for pride and for gay rights. And, um, and it goes back to the Stonewall Inn. And it just kept happening over and over again at night. They would come back together and it ended up lasting multiple days. And um, really what it boils down to is that day and commemorating that day of us saying, we've had it no longer, no more. My understanding is back in 1969, which is when this happened in New York, same-sex relations was illegal. Laws on the books. Our lawmakers who have been put in office stated that you cannot love someone if they are the same sex. Actually, and it even went deeper than that, than loving. I mean, it really was. It was also about presenting, right? There were a lot of trans folk and um, people who just identified somewhere along the spectrum and not quite straight. The rules were silly rules, like you had to have so many pairs of same gender clothing on you at one time. So it was, yes, we want to love who we want to love. But even worse is that anybody who happens to want to dress a little bit more masculine that day will be thrown into the torture wheel with us. Exactly. Like, you know, thinking about it just in the way that I normally go through the world. Right now, I've got my vest and my collared shirt on and uh Gee, I have jeans that I bet probably look like guys' jeans and shoes that definitely came from the men's department at the shoe store. I would have absolutely been put in the paddy wagon because I was wearing the wrong clothes. As though anybody has the right to legislate what people wear. Right now, that seems like a ludicrous idea. But back in the 60s, folks felt like they had the right to tell people what was appropriate to wear and what wasn't. The same way they had the right, they thought, to tell people who it was appropriate to love, and it wasn't. You think that's changing now? Because <laughs> what just happened this last week? They took oh. away Roe v. Wade from women. You don't think they're going to come after LGBTQ plus next? I mean, oh, we, we, are, we are heading back in the wrong direction for all kinds of people in our society. And that's why elections matter. People wake mm -hmm. up. Roe v. Wade was just overturned this last week. They are coming for you next. And that is why we also celebrate Pride is to show our LGBTQ plus community members that they are part of us, that we love them, and they are included. And anybody who doesn't feel that way can go off. <laughs> They have actually said explicitly in the opinion that the decision that legalized gay marriage should also be looked at. So you're not just making guesses. This is something that Clarence Thomas, in his concurring opinion, wrote about explicitly. He wrote that they need to look at that, that they needed to look at Lawrence. You know, I keep thinking that, yes, we absolutely celebrate pride because we're excited about being part of the LBGTQ plus uh, community. And we know that our job is to also keep our eyes open and make sure that no other community is going to be harmed. No other community is going to have 
their rights taken from them. Of course, we fight hard for us, but we want to keep fighting because we're looking ahead. We're always looking ahead. We do have intersections in so many other communities, right? Because who you love has nothing to do with your race. Who you love has nothing to do with your disability or your religion. We have people that intersect in so many ways. Like Jen and I are Native American and I'm in a wheelchair. Those identities come to pride with us, right? All these areas of discrimination also hit queer people. Yeah, we do experience a lot of strife sometimes and in different parts of our country. I remember working at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida back in 2010. And my boyfriend wouldn't hold my hand in public and coming from the Northwest, that was unheard of. <laughs> like in the more populated areas of New York, Chicago, LA, Seattle, Portland, we live in the bubble. Not that everything's perfect, because it's not. People still get bashed. People still have problems with queer people. Um, even within our labor movement, we struggle every day explaining how to be a better supporter of the queer community within your unions or within your workplace. And people are like, why do I have to care about that? Why is that important? And I'm sitting here going, when they passed that law in Florida that said, teachers aren't allowed to teach queer studies in the classroom. And they're like, it's not an anti-LGBTQ bill. You need to read the bill. I'm like, did you read the bill? Because it has very clear indications of, we don't want this taught to our children because they think it's indoctrination into the queer community. We even have that locally here in Vancouver in particular. We're not allowed to have Drag Queen Story Hour at the Vancouver Public Library. Jen and I were part of that fight early on with the um, Drag Queen Story Hour, and we did experience a lot of pushback. And finally, the library just kind of succumbed to the loud minority. But really exciting is that we will be having a Drag Queen Story Time during Pride. So we have brought a drag queen in to do some youth time to play with our kids and to um, do a story hour during that time. Part of our fabulous entertainment. Brian, you mentioned that there's a struggle in the labor community to support our LGBTQIA plus members. Why do you think that is? Where does I, that come from? I think a lack of education is a big thing in our labor movement in general. Like, why do we have to have a pride committee? Why do we care? Then we have the other side of why are we not supporting the queer community? I'm like, are you guys kidding me? We've had a pride committee for 10 years. <laughs> I've done some union meetings with other labor unions that don't have diversity committees or even a pride committee. And there are people within those unions. I mean, I think there was a statistic put out that one in five people are LGBTQ associated. How are we not supporting these people because we're not? Because they don't have a place that feels comfortable for them to come and discuss our issues within our workplace. Starting Pride at Work is my new ambition. So, um, Pride we, at Work. What do you mean, Pride at Work? What Pride is that? Pride at Work. Okay. Pride at Work is a national organization that helps out LGBTQ plus QAI, all the anagrams, labor stuff, bathroom bills, anything that has to do with the workers in the workplace, Pride at Work covers. So our little labor council here is creating a Pride at Work, which is going to work on helping our LGBTQ plus people in Southwest Washington to be more heard in the workplace. 
Pride at Work is so important. I'm thanking you so much for stepping up and putting that together because honestly, the Labor Council and labor unions are only as good as our members and our delegates make them. We are the union. The union is us. When Brian came to us and said that he wanted to put together a Pride at Work chapter, we were all for it because we represent people. Who are people? People are all different colors, all different races, all different types of sexual orientation. We represent everybody. That's why we're union. We're not Democrat. We're not Republican. We are union. And what are our focuses? The workplace. And every single one of our communities, whether they are based on skin color or based on sexual orientation, they have certain circumstances in their workplace that are special and unique to them. And that's why they have to have their pride at work to address those concerns, because a concern for an LGBTQ plus member at work is different than even a woman at work or a Black person or an Asian person at work. You need to feel welcome. You need to feel supported. You need to feel inclusive. And I still think we have a long way to go. This all sounds great, but when you talk about the workplace, we're basically talking about going in and doing a job, right? A lot of the stuff you guys have been talking about has been about your private life, your personal life. Why does that make a difference to what happens in the workplace? I really think it's important to recognize that as you enter the workplace, you bring all of yourself there, right? Every part of who I am, whether I'm a mother or um, if I'm religious or all of those things come with you to work. You wear a wedding ring because you're married. Everybody in the place knows you're married, probably knows your wife's name probably knows your kids' names. But when it comes to a queer person, they have to make a decision whether or not it's safe to share those same things. Like the minute I say wife, everybody knows that I'm queer, right? A lot of people have switched to saying partner, but even that, you know, very few people say partner if it's not a different type of relationship than you're seeing in the most of your peers. So I think that um, when I go to my workplace, Every single day, I come with who I am 100%. And that means that I come as a disabled, native, queer woman. In Washington, it's been 10 years since we've had equal marriage. I think I want to include that as something that we talk about from the stage. I want to include, hey, you know, it is this anniversary. And how many folks just happened? to have their 10-year anniversary from the day they were able to legally be married. I think that would be super fun to celebrate from the stage. So Jen and I actually are celebrating 15, but we got married. Um, well, we first had a wedding for our friends and family and the people that loved us. And that was a lovely affair, but was not legal in Oregon or Washington. We actually went to Boston and got mm-hmm. married in Cambridge. But yeah, that was we had to go marriage. across the country. We had to go across the country to have a legal marriage. And of course, once um, that Supreme Court decision came down, it was a, such a glorious day when marriage became legal for everyone in the United States. And then again, as we were saying earlier, this is something that we're going to have to stay vigilant about because, of course, anything can happen right Mm -hmm. now. We don't want any of this sneaking in to take anybody's rights away from them. I'm glad we're talking about anniversaries and dates because I have to ask, why is Vancouver USA Pride taking place in July instead of in June? So for a long time, we were a very small affair. 
And one of the things that the few people that were involved in leadership really were committed to at the time was not going on while Seattle was going on and not going on while Portland was going on. We really thought that it was better to stretch our gay pride out a little bit into July rather than encroach on any of those other celebrations and force our community to choose. That has worked for us forever. So we're going on 30 years next year. That's another anniversary that y'all should be celebrating. Oh, absolutely. What happens at Vancouver USA Pride? I think people have an image of the Pride Parade, but is Mm. that what happens in Vancouver? No, not at all. We don't, presently, we don't have a Pride Parade. Um, They do such a great job of that in Portland that it just feels like there's no reason to try to recreate this particular wheel, that we're really happy with what Portland does in terms of parades. Now, what we do for Vancouver USA Pride, for Saturday in the Park Pride, is we have this one-day event. So down in Esther Short Park, which is a lovely little park downtown, And not too far from the waterfront. Yeah, it's right by the farmer's market, actually. Yeah, it's next door to the farmer's market. That's where we have our pride event. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning and goes on to 5 p.m. We love having it next door to the farmer's market because we feel like we bring people to Esther Short Park who then go right next door to support the local people who are bringing their produce and their products over to the market and then coming vice versa. Yeah. 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 Coming back and having picnics and then people from the market pop over to listen to the music. Great story about that. Actually, Jen was performing at Pride as Bruce T.D. King, which is her drag character, which you will meet this year. And we came off stage and we saw my grandfather who was in his late 80s. And we were like, Papa, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, you know, I went to the farmer's market and I saw y'all were having a thing. Thought I'd sit down and watch you guys got some good music going on. And we sure did, right? We have some great music and ours is free. (laughs) Yes, we do try to have acts that all different ages can feel excited about seeing with folks that run the gamut. And also we have the traditional drag because that's a very Pride would not be the same without drag, right? (laughs) It's true. Those drag queens were up there battling against police brutality. And we want to make sure that people never, ever forget that. We have some extraordinary drag queens performing at Pride. We have Olivia Carmichael's. We also have Kitty Carryall. They are drag queens who also perform for Darcells. And I'm sure you all know of Darcell in Portland, the world's oldest performing drag queen, as listed by the Guinness Book of World Records. These two performers work for Darcells, which is thought of in our area as pretty much being at the top of your game, who love to come and perform for the people. As a matter of fact, whenever Bolivia Carmichael's gets on stage, all of a sudden you have little children just crowding around. Little kids love Bolivia. They just love her. And she loves them. She has a great time performing for the little kids as well. It's having seen how much little kids love drag performers that brought us to the old Drag Queen Story Hour in the first place. So that's why we're excited to have Drag Queen Story time. We're not going to have a full hour, but definitely have a couple of books, beautiful stories that the Drag Queen Story tellers will come and tell for the little kids. So they'll be ready, man. Those little kids see the queens and they come running. I think there's something about that level of pretend 
that's happening right there in front of everyone. You know, that wonderful level of costuming and makeup that just really excites the imagination of kids. We have two different bands coming. The first one is called Living Skins, and they're out of Camus. They are a younger and more, um, I would say, heavy metal type of band. And we love that the junior high and high school and 20-something seriously love to headbang and do the the thing up there as well. Definitely not my type, of, but I'll book them because the youngsters love them. Um, and now I just sounded like the oldest lady on the podcast. <laughs> the youngsters will love them. And then after that, we have There She Goes, which is another band that has performed with us for a while. And they're more of like an 80s, 90s cover band as well as some of their own music. And a lot of fun. Rarely is there a person sitting once they've got on the stage. And then we also have the Portland Gay Men's Chorus coming. And they're actually opening for our amazing headliner, who's Mary Lambert. You brought up the fact that there's some old folks who may not be into some music. There's some kids who may be into some stuff that uh, maybe some other folks aren't. Would you call this open for everybody? Would you say that people should bring their kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is one of those events that's really fun. It really is fun for everybody in the family. You know, like I said, when we had that moment when um, granddad showed up, he hung out. He stayed. He was really intrigued by some of the organizations who were being represented in the booths that are all around. We have so many community organizations, local, state. And a couple of national organizations that love coming to Pride. They love having so many different people interested in what's going on. We have a number of churches, actually, who have booths at our Pride event because they want to make sure that folks know that they are welcoming and affirming groups. And a lot of the churches, they're over in our kids' corner where we have a lot of fun activities for kids. And it's great for young ages over there as well. Yeah, bring your picnic, bring a couple of chairs, bring a blanket. And any age will enjoy our event. And Brian, you, brother, have been working on getting some of our unions to support this event because this is really important for our labor unions. We are always looking Mm -hmm. for an amazing workforce, and we have not even come close to tapping into our LGBTQ plus community. So we are going to be there tabling jobs, letting people know that if you are breathing, and you have a good work ethic, come on down, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've been trailing hard at the Labor Council going, you guys need to come out to Pride searching for new workers for your labor unions, new up-and-coming leaders. It's a great way to promote your labor union. We have IOTSI on the books as a tabler. Steamfitters donated $1,000 and they're tabling and um, a couple other unions. I mean, that's the exciting part, right, is there's absolutely a lot of unions that are involved. And we've actually been granted money, both from unions and from uh, union organizations. So That's right, from the Central Labor Council, which has been so exciting. And thank you so much, all you fabulous people. I have to tell you, that just feels so marvelous. It just, it just feels great to know that mm-hmm. not only are people saying that they're supportive, but they're really backing their local mm-hmm. pride with their dollars. I mean, that's, that's kind of fantastic. And I want to note here too, IOTSI donated $7,800 of labor for this event. So we'll have 12 techs on hand. Um, 
doing anything from streaming audio and backstage setting up for easy turnover for our event. Yeah, we're excited. So we do have raffles and we have a couple of community awards that we're going to be giving out the day of as well that you just don't want to miss. And of course, uh, 10% of everything that is contributed to Saturday in the Park Pride goes to our scholarship fund. We have a scholarship that we make available to any LGBTQAI plus person who's going to a college or a trade school or a training program. Uh, anything like that. And so 10% goes to that. It's the Bunny Tinker Justin Taylor Scholarship Fund. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic event. When is it and where is it? July 9th on a Saturday. Saturday in the Park is always the Saturday after the 4th of July, right? The Saturday after Independence Day. So this year, July 9th is when it happens, Esther Short Park. In downtown Vancouver is where it happens. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We're going to have speakers and entertainment all the way through that time period. Our last live event had over 5,000 people. And we expect if you're planning on coming to our headliner, you come early and you stake out your spot quickly because she will definitely bring in the crowd. So if you want to see Mary Lambert, I suggest you get there early and enjoy some of the other events. If you are a political figure, and would like to speak at Pride, your time slot it starts at 10 a.m. and doesn't go past Jen and Decina. <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes late as we really are giving five minutes per candidate that wants to talk because we do know that we need to give equal space and equal time to all candidates that show up. The mayor has written a lovely... Um, oh, that proclamation. proclamation. Oh my gosh, Thank it you. makes me so happy. And then right after that, we're going to have time for any candidates that are running. We are not going to talk about any issues, but candidates will get equal space and time on our stage. And community members, please take note of those candidates and politicians that show up and exactly. those that don't. The exactly. ones that don't are the ones that are taking away our rights every day. Absolutely. Men and women. Yes. <laughs> and everyone on the gender continuum in between. Yes. <laughs> and also to our people tabling, get there early because I close at nine. So if you want to get stuff in easily, please be there before 9 a.m. Because we have over 122 booths. And that's a lot of people that we have to manage through. <laughs> so 122 organizations. And mm-hmm. community groups that are supporting mm-hmm. Vancouver Pride. 122. Absolutely. I and know. Great job. I'm also going to point out that they're all mom and pop stores. We don't have a Nike. We don't have an Adidas. These are all local community people that have donated. Mostly, mostly yeah. That. Yeah, mostly. Besides the banks and stuff of that nature. So Pretty awesome. Where can people find out more about Vancouver USA Pride? Go to our lovely website at vanusapride.org and you can find out all that information. You can sign up to be a volunteer. You can sign up to vendor. You can sign up for sponsorship. We do have a Facebook page that's Van USA Pride as well. Well, it sounds like it is going to be a fantastic event, and we are so looking forward to being there. Thank you so much for joining us, Vancouver USA Pride Thank board you for members, Dustina Haas-Lanier, Jennifer Lanier, and Brian Belial.
Thank you so it much for having It was fun. Here. Thank you so much. And thank you, working people, for joining us on another episode of Working to Live in Southwest Washington, produced by the Southwest Washington Central Labor Council and sponsored by Vancouver USA Pride. Be sure to join them on July 9th in downtown Vancouver's Esther Short Park and find out more about Vancouver USA Pride at vanusapride.org. And remember, listeners, everyone deserves equal treatment at their job, no matter what they do. And the best way to ensure that you receive equal treatment in your workplace is a union contract. And that's why we in organized labor are fighting every day for that. And that is also why this podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. Every time I step up to the microphone, I know I'm going to be treated the same way as those other big podcasters. You know their names. And I know that's because of my SAG-AFTRA contract. Remember, working people, this is your show. We want to know what you want to hear on it. Email us at podcast at org, or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SWWACLC. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Pass it on to your friends, your family, and all of your siblings. And while you're at it, give us five stars or paint the rainbow across the park blocks or whatever your podcast platform of choice gives you to let people know you like what we're doing here. One last thing, folks. Dustina talked about how important it is to bring your true authentic self to work. And I think it's important for all of us to remember that we don't just go to our jobs and turn off who we are. We're always thinking about our friends, our families, what's going on in the world. Yeah, the boss might want us to just put our heads down and work on the assembly line and not have that stuff enter into the equation. But we're not robots. We're humans. We have to be allowed to think about the stuff that's important to us. And we have to be allowed to think about the stuff that's important to our coworkers, about the things that are affecting them. So when you're at work, if you see a coworker having a bad time, Ask them, what's going on? What's happening? Listen to them when they talk about the things they're struggling with. And if there's a way that you can work together to solve those things, come together and help each other out. It's something we do every day, but it's actually this thing called solidarity that the labor movement is founded on. And with that solidarity comes protections comes support and comes with the fact that you know you're not alone. And I say that all the time on this show. If you're a part of the labor movement, you're not alone. And we are fighting for all of those unique circumstances with all of the groups within our organizations. We have so many different communities that are within our labor community. And we need to understand that. We need to respect that. And we need to protect that. And that's why we have Pride at Work at Southwest Washington Central Labor Councils because we understand that they are a part of our community, that they have special circumstances and issues that they need to discuss, and that's why we need to give them the space and the support to handle those. So show up for your friends. Show up for your coworkers, whether that's 
at a pride celebration in a park, or whether that's just at the table over a cup of coffee or lunch. Stand up and stand together, because that's how you make change. We'll see you soon.